Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fumble Podcast Week 2. Last week saw the opening weekend of the brand new NFL season and boy was it an absolute cracker. We've got stories to cover, we've got stats to fill you with, but Darren, first of all, let's paint the picture. What did you do? Where were you sat? What were you eating when the NFL kicked off last Sunday? Well, there's a bit of consternation Vern actually because I have the golden rule in the Fletcher household that at six o'clock on a Sunday I have to be sat in my man cave. Can't got, be anywhere else. You've can't got the be man in a boozer. <laughs> yes, I can't be anywhere else. But this Sunday I was still at my in-laws having Sunday roast. So I quickly whacked down the apple and raspberry crumble, darted into the front room, and and put red zone on. But then after about 45 minutes we got to go because we got to get the kids back to bed. So I then made Lauren drive back which is a white knuckle ride at the best of times <laughs> so I could watch it on my phone. And then the minute I got in the house I ran into the man cave and stuck it on. So three different venues to watch a fantastic night of American football. Great to have it back in. I was excited all day. But it was not quite the slick smooth operation that I'm expecting uh, for the next 15 weeks of the regular season. But I tell you what we did Well, I was thinking while I was sat there watching it, what were we right about last week? I mean, I know it's early, but what were we right about week one? Well, And one we thing's right for sure, Darren. One things. thing's for sure. I'm backing myself into this corner right now. I wasn't so sure about the Bears. <laughs> no, we'll get to that in a sec. But we did say Jags, ton of talent, not very good. Yeah, got Correct. blasted, blasted by the Chiefs. Right. Yeah, we did say Browns not as good as the hype. Tick. 100%. We were right. We said Patrick Mahomes will be better. He looked it. And you said the Ravens were going to be something special and week one they were. Oh my so goodness me. We had a good start actually in terms of what we were looking at, what we were expecting, what we thought would happen in the main pretty good. And you know the other thing we got right. I said that I didn't think the Patriots had enough to go toe to toe with the Chiefs. Well, nor did Bill Belichick because he went inside Antonio Brown. So we can <laughs> stick another one down. <laughs> Even the great Bill Belichick listens to the fumble. He does indeed. And uh, he's being guided by me and you. <laughs> can you imagine? He's being guided by me and you. So Mr. we now, we can only claim 50%. So we've got three and a half Super Bowl rings. I love that. 
All right, Miserable Bill uh, listens to the Fumble podcast. I love that. Uh, It's an interesting situation what's going on in New England. And I think we should, first of all, cover what's happened with Antonio Brown. Uh, Let's go through it periodically, Darren. And I sent you a message earlier on in the week when we were talking about what we were going to talk about on the Fumble. I thought we should really put our cards face up on the table and do a periodic analysis of what's happened with Antonio Brown. So first of all, let's start off. He was an awesome wide receiver with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had a frosty relationship, it turns out, with the head coach, Mike Tomlin. And he, had also the with yeah. <laughs> he had a frosty relationship with his feet during... He had a frosty relationship with his feet during training. Yeah, and also his quarterback, <laughs> Big Ben Roethlisberger. So on social media, he forces himself out of Pittsburgh and ends up at the Raiders. So Darren... Pick us up from there. Where the heck did it go well, wrong for the Raiders I, and yeah. right for Antonio Brown? Well, I think it went wrong for the Steelers at the start because if you think back to the summer, <clears throat> the New England Patriots, where he is now, actually offered the Steelers a first-round pick for Antonio Brown. But because they didn't want to trade him to a rival, he ended up in Oakland for free. So the Steelers could have had a first-rounder and Brown being... Foxborough, but no, they've got nothing from the, the, the Patriots and he's still there. Where it starts to go wrong, the whole thing is he goes into a cryogenic chamber, he's in there too long, he gets frostbite on his feet, which you might have seen on hard knocks, and he can't practice. He then has a big issue because the NFL says his helmet that he's been wearing, been, been wearing for his entire career is now illegal, doesn't fit the safety standards, and he's kicked back saying if he can't wear his normal helmet, he's not going to play. So he, he goes away from camp and causes a big problem. John Gruden seems quite patient with him all the way through. Mike Mayock less so, addressing the media in rather vague terms um, on occasions. Then we get towards uh, week one, and we're, we're expecting Brown to play. He then has an altercation with Mike Mayock over something. We're we're led to believe he threatens to punch the Raiders' general manager. He punts the ball down the field and he gets fined about $300,000. But when you get fined for conduct detrimental to the team, which is what he was fined for, that then voids the guaranteed money in an NFL contract. So the $30 million that was guaranteed to him at that stage then becomes voided and he's essentially on a week-to-week contract. He then goes to social media and says, I'm not going to play in the NFL for a week-to-week contract, which you wouldn't do, by the way, as dangerous as it can be. And he says, in his own words, release me. And then that's what the Oakland Raiders decide to do. But this seemed like a, a partnership that wasn't going to work right from the very start. The noise that he used to give out in Pittsburgh seemed to get louder in Oakland. I don't necessarily think that John Gruden and Mike Mayock are two men who can solve noise. I think they just add to it. So I think this was like pouring battery acid into a raging fire. It was only going to get worse. And here we are. Off you go to New England. And I've got to say, the Raiders look pretty balanced on offense without him against the Denver Broncos on Monday night. So that kind of sums it up as to how it happened, where it went to, where we are now. There's a lot more detail to that than, than just what I've said there. But that's kind of... The raw bones, if you want the crib notes version, that's basically what it is. So let's look onto the positive side of it then, Darren, if there is a positive side. And there is a positive side, and it comes from the reigning Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Now, the New England Patriots, we know, are a team who are constantly developing, but there are two key significant people at the helm, three even, 
of the New England Patriots. Robert Kraft, the owner, Bill Belichick, the head coach, and Tom Brady, the quarterback, who seems to be a Peter Pan character. He's getting better and better and better. It's like a fine wine. He's getting better and better with age. How will Antonio Brown, Darren, fit into this strict regime, very strict regime, where Bill and Tom Brady, two guys are very influential on the field, don't take no bullshit, don't take no crap, there's a huge, massive work ethic at the New England Patriots. How does Robert Kraft say to Bill and Tom, you've got to deal with Antonio Brown? And if you do, we are going to pick up another Super Bowl, our seventh. I, I don't think this will be a Robert Kraft decision in any way, shape or form. I think this will be solely Bill Belichick. And I think the emphasis will be squarely on the shoulders of Antonio Brown, whose talent is beyond question. On his day you could say, the best wide receiver in the NFL, which is something that, that, that Tom Brady has never really had. I mean, even when he had Randy Moss, Randy Moss at that stage wasn't quite regarded as the Randy Moss that was so dominant in, in Minnesota in his earlier years. But look what it did for them in terms of a regular season team. I think Antonio Brown's got two choices because I don't think he's going to change. I think once you get to the stage he's at with the wealth he's got and the career he's had, I think he's going to remain noisy. But I think the difference will be in New England, if he's noisy in New England, two things will happen. He either won't get the ball or he'll get cut because they'll be confident they can win the Super Bowl with him or without him. I heard a great analogy on American radio over the last 48 hours about what this move reminds this individual of. And it was when they signed Darrell Revis. And, and the suggestion was made that Belichick that year thought that Revis isn't really your stereotypical New England patriot, that he's noisy, he can be a little bit difficult to handle. But he looked at the offence that year and thought, I'm not going to miss out on a Super Bowl with the offence I've got because I'm a cornerback short. So I'm prepared to swallow Darrell Revis for a year to win another Super Bowl. And the analogy was made that if you look at them now, he's probably got the best defence that he's had for a decade in New England. But he's probably a game-breaker short on the offence. He's lost Gronkowski. We're not 100% sure how Josh Gordon's going to get through the season. We know they can run the ball, but we made the point last week. Can they take the, take the top off the defence? Can they go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? So now he puts Antonio Brown in. And I think the thinking behind it, or, or the, 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 the suggestion was, that he now looks at this, this team this year and says, I'm not going to miss out on a Super Bowl because I'm one player short on offence, then I'm prepared to bite the bullet, I'll take Antonio Brown, we'll win with him, and then we'll work it out from there. And you can see a lot of sense in that, can't you? You can indeed, and I think it's the same approach that they've taken with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon has had lots of off-field personal issues uh, with substance abuse, and I think that they've put an arm around Josh Gordon and said, listen, we need you, we know you're a valuable asset, we know what you can do for the team, let us help you sort out your personal issues. And I think that there will be an element between Bill and Tom Brady and... Antonio Brown. The three of them will sit down and say, listen, we know you're loud, we know you're brash. Tom Brady will come in and say, first thing you've got to do, learn your playbook. Because you can't just sail into the New England Patriots. And then Bill Belichick will take him to one side and say exactly what you've just said. I've handled loud, mouthy, obnoxious players before. If you do your job, I can deal with it. If you don't, you're out the door. And I think that's uh, a solid, solid, solid foundation that the, the New England Patriots have built and I love the fact that they stick by it. And everyone knows, as soon as this kerfuffle with Antonio Brown kicked up, as soon as the dust started to rise from the Raiders, everyone pointed a finger at Bill Belichick and the Patriots and said, listen, we know what's coming. We know he's going to end up in New England. It was so obvious. And I think it's the way that Antonio Brown has dealt with it 
with his arrogance, with his public uh, outlashings of the people involved, the main characters. That's what's made Antonio Brown the bad guy. I think he's got two choices now. It's a fork in the road scenario for him because he's going to spend the rest of the season now as a New England Patriot. He either re-emerges as the best wide receiver in the NFL and catches pass after pass after pass off Tom Brady or he pisses Tom Brady off and becomes the best decoy in the AFC. Yeah. Because he'll still be on the field, but he won't be getting the ball. So this is going to be down to him. The couple of questions that came into my mind, Vern, that I'm interested to know what, what, what you would give as an answer to the pair of them. Number one is, should he be allowed to just play elsewhere the way that he engineered his move out of Oakland? Well, and the other one is, with him on the team, does it make it more likely or less likely that Rob Gronkowski comes back? Well, listen... It's a serious issue that you've put on the table there with the first question. Bringing the game into disrepute. He's not broken any rules. He's broken... Well, he's threatened to punch his GM. Yeah, but we, he's threatened what we would call a moral code. You know, he's spoken... Yeah. Like, there are conversations that happen behind closed doors when you that you have with all your I'd boss. All I'd say, though, Vern, just before you answer it, all I'd say is that if it's conduct detrimental to the team, which carries a punishment big enough to void a guaranteed contract, in NFL terms... That must be pretty serious. All right. Well, I'm so gonna... then he, he gets thrown out of there and then he just goes and plays for somebody. I... In fact, he goes to play for the best team in the world. Darren, That's I, his punishment. I totally get it. I completely get it. So let me throw this in the mix, which will ruffle a few yeah. feathers. But it's a, in my opinion, it's the same scenario. Colin Kaepernick, did he bring the team into disrepute? Did he bring the league into disrepute? Well, that's the court case that he's fought and won. So why has he not got a job? Because I think, personally, Colin Kaepernick could very easily slide into at least 10 of the 32 teams in the NFL right now. I would say to you now that if Colin Kaepernick was as good in his position as Antonio Brown is in his position, he'd have a team. I understand if what you're Kaepernick saying. Kaepernick was and I know Brady that, in I know terms that, of talent, he'd I know, be I know. And I know, Darren, we've had this conversation before where you think that Colin Kaepernick isn't uh, a premier elite quarterback and you think that yeah. because of his skill set doesn't deserve to be in the NFL but the situation with Antonio Brown well, I think that you're he deserves saying... to be in it but I think he deserves to be in it but I don't think he deserves to be necessarily a starter no oh, okay well let's go back to the original argument yeah. was Antonio Brown bringing the game into disrepute on a scale and level that Colin Kaepernick was because Antonio Brown has just bounced into the New England Patriots the best team in the league probably will well, by the looks of things, with or without him, will go on and win a Super Bowl because they were awesome, absolutely superb, destroyed the Steelers on Sunday. But it's the same situation in my in my eyes. Colin Kaepernick stood up for what he believed in. So did Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown has gone on to the New England Patriots. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's fighting the league for for being blacklisted, blackballed. Controversial. Let's uh, yeah. let us know what you think on our Twitter page at the Fumble, please. Uh, Antonio Brown. Does, does Gronk does Gronk does Gronk come back now? Does he look at that team now and think, wow? So we've got Brown, we've got Gordon, we've got a running game, we've got Brady. The line's great, the defense is fantastic. I'll give it another month, and I'll dust them down and come back, and I'll win another ring. Well, here's another story. I think the NFL, the National Football League. I don't think Roger Goodell would let Rob Gronkowski go back into football after what he said publicly about his concussions, about the brain uh, fluid that he's had removed, about the way he felt after the Super Bowl. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is basically saying, look, I've got some serious head issues that are a result of me playing hard-nosed football. I don't think they would let him back in because he's admitted the scale and the level of his head injury and what he's had to have done to remove pain. Literally fluid off of... I think it was a pint of fluid he had removed from his brain. 
Uh, and he can't remember anything of the last Super Bowl that we watched. Neither can I, let's be honest, uh, in Atlanta <laughs> against the Rams. You, you, it was fluid you were putting in rather than yeah, taking out. Yeah, and, the, and he, had a, the he, had, why. he had a couple of days, two to three days, of just being in sheer pain after the Super Bowl. So I don't think they'd let him back in. But mm. listen. I think he's back by November after on the what, other side. Darren they Moore, haven't got after a what we end. saw on Sunday, do they need him? Yeah. I think he's back. By November, I think he's in the offence too. Brady was dropping bombs that we haven't seen for 10 years from Tom Brady. I mean, what yeah. the boy has done in the off-season, I don't know, but I want to drink some. Could I just drop this in? Because we kind of... I, I almost think we're going from the sublime to the ridiculous in terms of if we switch to the subjects now. I've got to bring up at this stage the the Cleveland Browns fern. Yeah, OK. I, I, I can't believe what I saw at the weekend. Um... I'd never heard so much noise from a group who could back it up with nothing going into a season. Darren, I got the impression that they'd already anointed themselves <laughs> as one of the best teams in the AFC based on absolutely nothing. Um, they got absolutely tormented by the Tennessee Titans, that juggernaut of, a, of an AFC team. And I, it just got me... Th- I was just looking at one or two things, right? So are they well-coached? Because there's a lot of talk in the preseason about Freddie Kitchens, whether he's the right guy. Well, they got 18 penalties during the game and an ejection. And if you look at the, the points against, they gave up more points as the quarters went on. By that, I mean they gave up more points in the second quarter than the first, more points in the third quarter than the second, and more points in the fourth quarter than the third. So in terms of making adjustments and working out what the problem was, they were actually getting worse rather than better. There's been a lot of talk about the players they've signed in the, in, in, in the off-season, Odell Beckham Jr. and people like that. But they traded arguably their best lineman, Kevin Zeitler, for a pass rusher, Olivier Vernon, that they don't need. And Baker Mayfield spent the entire game running for his life because they can't block anybody. And to, to top it all off, which I, I, I'm struggling to work out if I've ever seen something like this anywhere before in the history of sport, let alone the NFL. The star wide receiver plays the entire 60 minutes wearing a $350,000 watch. I know! Well, what is happening here? What is happening here? I know! What's happening? Odell Beckham Jr. played the whole of the game with a watch on his wrist, which, by the way, was was it must be personalised because it was team colours, and no one... No one on God's beautiful planet who owns a luxury watch brand would make a watch brown and orange. You just wouldn't. No. So it's personalised. No. We're yes. approximately $300,000 and he wore it for the whole game. And all the NFL have said is, we'll have a word with him. Don't worry about it. It doesn't match the uniform standards or uniform etiquette wow. or whatever it is. What's I'm going like, on? What, what, what is happening? Well... Darren, we, He's on the Cleveland Browns. I'll tell you one simple answer. Baker Mayfield didn't look right. He looked at odds and ends. He looked like he was at ones and twos with himself. The offence wasn't clicking. Baker Mayfield threw some absolutely horrendous passes. He got picked off more than once, numerous times. It's all because he hasn't played any preseason games. It's all well and good having a scrimmage with your with defenders that you know, with players that you know, and I know that they bring teams in and they swap and change and this, that and the other, but being on the field and practising is not the same as being on the field, up against the clock, running your routines, going through your play sheet and actually doing it on the field in front of your home crowd fans 
who know that they've got players who know that hype is building around this Cleveland Browns team that actually did all right towards the back end of last season. Let's be honest. And they go out That's there. That's an important phrase. That's an important phrase. It's an important word. All right. Yeah. They did all right. They did yeah. all right. They, they did, did all right. right. Now, I, could get, I get it. If Brady, right, swaggers into the huddle on Sunday night with a 350-gram watch on his arm <laughs> and all of his Super Bowl <laughs> rings on, I'm going, fair play, my friend, because you've earned it. Yeah. Right? You've earned it. Beckham, as an NFL career, if you look at it, has done absolutely nothing apart from a couple of spectacular catches because his on-field performance hasn't helped his team get better. No. He's been on a Giants team that's got progressively worse. Yeah. He then goes to the Browns and swaggers in like that. And I think this is the problem. I think Baker Mayfield has an overly inflated opinion. Beckham clearly has to, 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 to be operating in that way. And the whole thing, it was almost like they felt, all we've got to do this season is turn up and we'll be in the Super Bowl. I did think, Darren, that and their defensive line was... And they're a million miles away. Yeah, their defensive line was pretty good. You know, it did a, it did a pretty strong, solid job against the Titans. I think it was 40 points. I know, no, I know, I know, but they've got some good players on their D-line, and I think that if... I think Individuals, then, is this the Jags all over again? Exactly. Is this the Jags all over exactly. again? Exactly, and, and it brings me seamlessly onto one word which every team in any sport has to have nailed down, and that's culture. If you haven't got mm. a culture within a team, if you haven't got a standard which has to be reached, i.e. the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, we spoke about it at the very beginning of the podcast, that culture, you know what it is. Tom Brady said that as soon as you walk into this facility, you know you're here to work. You're here to work hard, you're here to learn your playbook, and you're here to abide by the team culture. That's what you do. At the Browns, I don't think they've got that because they've got a quarterback okay, who thinks so, his balls are made right. of lead and a yes, wide receiver absolutely. who's wearing a three hundred thousand dollar wow. watch to play a game. Yeah, but here's one which for you, Vern. Answer me this then. Right. Answer me this then, right? So there is an owner, Jimmy Haslam. There is a GM, John Dorsey, there is a head coach. Freddie Kitchens. Three vital people at the top of any organisation in the NFL. Three experienced right? people. Right, right. Absolutely. Which one of those turns round to OBJ and says, mate, take the watch off? Get the watch off. I don't care who you are. We're trying to press reset. We've got a lot of talent here. You've been brought in to try and take us to the next level. Rocking the Richard Meal on the pitch for 350,000 quid is not happening. <laughs> Get it off, right? Go and catch me 18 <laughs> touchdown passes this year and get me 1,500 yards. Then stick the watch on while we're on the parade at the end of the exactly. year. Who says that to him? Exactly. How do you set the culture if you let someone as high profile as him do that on the opening day when you're getting your ass whipped by the Tennessee Titans? Well, I think personally, Darren, this is something that you say to the, the owner and the general manager when you sit down for the job application. You say, right, I want to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. This is what I want to do with the culture. And I remember... I'd sooner sit and talk to you. I've, met, I've mentioned it before on the Fumble podcast. I was at... Uh, you know that we know the guys from Leaders of Sport. That's why we have that iconic selfie every year with, uh, with the England manager and various football managers. You know, Gareth Southgate, very kind, very generous guy. has a selfie with us every Super Bowl, or he has done for the past two years. And they're at this thing called the Leaders of Sport. And I remember watching Stuart Lancaster when he took the England rugby job. And it was at a time when Manu Alangi was jumping off a boat in New Zealand. We were throwing darts, uh, dwarfs, uh, a huge dartboard. And the first thing he said was, everyone knows what was wrong with this England team. I had to change the culture. 
Now, he changed the culture to an extreme where he treated the rugby players, grown-ass men, like children, and it didn't work. But what Eddie Jones has done, he's set a culture where it's hard-ass rugby, it's fast, you're going to be the fittest you've ever been. These are the rules. However, I want you to be you. I want you to be the character mm. that you are. I want you to... That character that you are, you're funny. Uh, Joe Marler, uh, whichever character he is that day, because he's one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Whichever one you are, whoever you are, I want that character to bloom and that will develop this team and your relationship with your teammates. And it's worked. It genuinely, I think England will go on and win the Rugby World Cup. Quote me on that one. And it's all because yeah. of the culture that Eddie Jones has set within that locker room, within the hotel where they train, on the bus, on the field. It's a reflection of the head coach. So therefore, in answer to your question, it's Mr Kitchens. I was listening to Michael Vick this morning and the question was put to him that when you've got something that's dysfunctional week one, which is what they were, let's not beat about the bush, they were dysfunctional week one. It looked like and a pre-season game, put to him, Yeah, but they, they said to him, you've been on teams in the past that haven't started well. He said, everything that happens week one gets gradually worse as the season goes. Oh, so if you've got a bad offensive line week one, by week nine, that offensive line is even worse oh. because they've lost their confidence and, and they get worse too. He said, so if it's bad week one, it tends to get bad all the way through and, and the big problems become bigger problems as you go. So I think they've allowed a lot to go week one. And I think they thought we've got Tennessee, we don't need to show them any respect. And they've got a head coach, by the way, Mike Vrabel, that that is a New England Patriot. So everything that Vrabel stands for, he's learned from Belichick. So you can imagine what he would have thought when he sees OBJ swagger onto the pitch in a 350,000 quid watch. I, he's gone, hang on a minute. Because he's from a different school. Yeah, I think and he, his team played like they were from a different school. I think he's going to be something quite special, Darren. Yeah, he will. But if you can't stop them, if you're letting Tennessee, Marcus Mariota, Derek Henry, Corey Davis, put 40-odd on you, mm. they're going to face... The Baltimore Ravens twice. They're oh. going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> twice. They're going to play better offences than that. Yeah. And they're also going to face better pass rushes than that. And they couldn't block Tennessee. I think this, this is a problem. And, and I don't know if they've got the people within the locker room to solve it. I think they've got talent per se, as in, is he a good footballer? Yes, he is. Is he a good wide receiver? Yes, he is. Quarterback? Yes, he is. I don't think they've got a good enough coach, and I think he was a bizarre choice. The owner's a crackerjack. The general manager, <laughs> not sure. And then you've got this group of people that bring all the talent to the table, but they just don't know how to handle it. And I think this is going to be a problem for them. And, and, it, and the, to make it worse, they were at home. There was a lot, a lot, yes. a lot, of, a lot yeah. of shots from various cameramen and the director. He yeah. was making America wear, and the rest of the world that the Cleveland Browns fans were not happy. They had their heads in their hands. They were booing. They were throwing stuff on the field. I mean... But I feel for them, Vern. They, they, those, those fans are great. They're there all the time. You know, 0-16, they're in the stadium. 1-15, they're in the stadium. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. The dog pound is doing its thing. And that group now owe it to them to say, look, we've been crap for years. We've actually got decent players now. So the least we can do is maximise what we have for you people that have supported us all the way through the down years. 
Exactly. Brilliantly. Exactly. And they turned that dross out week (laughs) one, which is probably now a precursor for what we're going to see the rest of the way. Well, you know what, Darren? I I really want to lift the atmosphere on the fumble this week because we've gone deep early. Do you know what I mean? We've covered some subjects and and, and we've got quite serious. And that's our top line of the fumble is that generally we just have a laugh because we're both huge football fans. But I think there's been a couple of things happened this past weekend that we really needed to approach. We really needed to, to raise as an issue. And we have done. And I want to lift up the atmosphere within this studio and your studio. However, I want to talk about the Dolphins. <laughs> well, if we want to laugh, are they not now being called the LOL Fins? Is oh that not what they are now me. over there? What? Are they going to be the worst NFL team we've ever seen? They, I, well, to be honest with you, they were dreadful. Absolutely uh, Finn, dreadful Finn, Finn, against the Ravens. Finn. A running back through five touchdown passes against them. Exactly. And that's where I want to start off, Darren. Lamar Jackson (laughs) has this reputation of being one of those scramble quarterbacks who occasionally throws the football. Darren, he was absolutely awesome. Awesome. 33 points in our fantasy league. What a a performance. At any stage, at any stage, did he have to squeeze the ball into a tight window? Never. Or every time I looked was... Hollywood Brown, 25 yards away from the nearest defender. It was unbelievable. So let's quickly talk about the Dolphins. They're wow. obviously going to tank. They're going to take a number one pick. But they're all... Yeah. It's it's an absolute disgrace. And I've seen a couple of uh, journalists in America very publicly say, if you're the owner or you're the coach or if you're any member of the backroom staff of the Miami Dolphins, you should be ashamed that you're putting that product on the field. Ashamed of yourself. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, I think it's it's more than two-thirds of the team weren't there last year. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. And, and we're told that there's been a significant number of current players on the roster get their agents to contact the general manager to request a trade after that game. Oh, that means the head coach is out the door within two weeks. It's got to be. Well, it's Brian Flores from the Patriots. That was his first game in charge. And they, they've said all along that he's going to be the architect of the rebuild, that they're going to get through this season, they're they're accumulating draft picks, and away you go. And he's going to be the man to do it. That's all okay, provided you're not letting 50 past you every week. It's hard to come back from that. It is, and the Dolphins are the only team historically who've ever gone undefeated. Look on the bright side, they've only got New England this week, so it should be okay. Surely you've got to pick players against the Dolphins this week, Darren, in Fantasy League. What have you brought with you today? Oh, right, yeah. Uh, so, tonight, I'm hosting... Uh, tonight being Tuesday. Uh, it's Tuesday we're recording yes. the fumble. Uh, and I'm hosting the UK Licensing Awards. So, basically, what it is, every okay. major organisation or every major brand, they licence out their logo, their uh, their brand name, to basically, like, you know, pencils, cups, mugs, anything, T-shirts. So, I'm hosting... The licensing awards. So it's all the people who do the licensing deals. The NFL are going to be there tonight. Formula E are going to be there uh, tonight. Two great uh, organisations who are who I very proudly work for. Uh, and I'll let it out the bag, Darren. I'm going to dress yeah. up. So. How are you? Yeah, because you know how passionate I am about football. You know how passionate I am about the Formula E, the electric motor racing. Uh, so I've brought my Warriors uniform with a Lawrence Taylor number All 56 right. blue jersey to give out the sports award. And then I've got a nip backstage and then it's toy of the year at the licensing awards and Star Wars is in the <laughs> running. So I went into the loft. You know what I've got in my loft? We've talked about my loft many, many times. Apart from the whips and chains, I've got loads of memorabilia. Loads of memorabilia. Yes. So uh, I've got I've, I've got a... a uh, a Luke Skywalker official right. Star Wars costume. It cost me a fortune. It cost me about two and a half grand. Well, it, 
right? Did he wear it? No, 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 no. It's not that official. So because uh, you got like Richard Burton's suit, we did that last year. Yeah, yeah you got did. all that kind of stuff. We did. I wonder when Crossy said, "Ask him what he's got." I said, "He's not gone dressed up as Richard Burton, has he, or whatever." No, tonight. but it is almost Peter Luke Sellers. Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Is and it? then on top of that, I've got a Formula E race suit. So every time there's an award with one of these brands <laughs> who are nominated, I'm going to nip backstage and get changed into hopefully what will be wow. the winner. <laughs> wow. Wow. I got. I can't believe you just admitted all this. I know, and Crossy's in here now, <laughs> and I've got my old Warriors helmet, and it absolutely stinks. It stinks. So what we're going to do then? Every every change, every change. You've got to so take when a I quick say, selfie. When I say next up, ladies and gentlemen, it's the award for best yep. toy, and the nominees are Star Wars, Barbie, Hot Wheels, uh, Bob, you, and then, and then I'm you're off. off. I'm off. I'm off. Go right. get changed into so, Star Wars. So what you've got to do is you've got to, you've got to get a selfie then, and then we've got to stick them on the on the fumble. Twitter page, well, well, Instagram Well, Simon, page. the producer's just so come in. So we can see you. Crossy's just come in and he's just sending you some pictures now. <laughs> oh, he's got them already? Well, have you got it on now? No, I'm not wearing it. No, no, I've oh. got to get my lube on first before I can put my helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> That's for toy of the year. <laughs> oh, easy now. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk hey, about fantasy, Danny. Speaking of which. Right. Speaking <laughs> of which. <laughs> see, it's not just thrown together. All links together really nicely. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, 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 I play in two leagues. And I went. I lost both games to uh, to Jules from Hooters. Beat me in both leagues. I was I was needing Alvin Kamara and Emmanuel Sanders to do not very well last night, and both of them did really well. So I lost both games this weekend. No, but no, let, let, that let's, is nowhere near. Let's, let's just paint the picture. Let's just recap. So Jules from Hooters yeah. is actually the manager of the only Hooters in the UK, Nottingham, right? He is. That's who he, he is. is. He is, right. and he's always good value for, for two or three wins every year. So you know if you're in a bit of a flat spot and you play Jules, you'll be all right. right nice. So my season could essentially be over because he's beaten me in both leagues. If you lose to Jules, forget it. <laughs> but So I've, I've lost to Jules. Oh, so game over. I, I, I can't remember the last time I lost to Jules. Well, so it, it's, it's hurt me. You think but that's bad, Darren? This is, this is, you think that's yeah. bad, Darren? I scored 135.4 points. And still, but lost. did this not happen to you a couple of times last year? It did, it did. I remember you had some big scores last year and oh, lost. Oh, I couldn't believe it! I lost by point but four the... of a point. Oh, did you? Oh, did you? I didn't yeah. realise it was that close. Yeah. I feel better about mine now. Yeah, terrible. Uh, mean, but my draft. The, the, this is not. This is not the point, though, is it? No, it's not. What, what's happened on Sunday is not the point. No. The point is, my friend, that we drafted last week <laughs> and we talked about this. <laughs> And and you you were saying you know God taught me through a strategy and you know what should you be doing if you're here in the in, in the round what do you do if you're there in the round what do you do, so I then I then looked at you well I didn't actually notice what you were doing while the draft was on, and Internet Rich messaged me, and said just click on Vern's team. So I did I clicked on <laughs> Vern's team, and I thought oh he's always oh, taking Melvin Gordon it's always oh, taking Melvin Gordon, he might not play till. Week six, November maybe week ten. Same, oh, yeah. I said, oh, Rich, he's, he's taking Melvin Gordon. He went, oh, wow. He said, that's one of his better picks. <laughs> he said, have a look down <laughs> at the bench. So I scroll down and we've got, is it five bench spots? Yeah. You'd got four quarterbacks on there. <laughs> I took four quarterbacks. So you, you drafted you drafted Deshaun Watson, yep. Tom Brady, yep. Drew Brees, yep. and... Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've got no no reserve players of any description. No, I am you've deep got a running back who might already. not play this year. I know. Oh. Yeah, a running back that might not play this year, and 
four quarterback, and he's still got 134 points. I know, but what's the thinking behind so, so it? So my thinking behind it was this: by the time I got to uh, Breeze, Roethlisberger, and Brady, <laughs> we were deep, yeah. deep in. I think we were around what was it, seven or eight, seven, eight or yeah. nine, I think it was. And all I, I, I built my team around uh, Travis Kelsey, Deshaun Watson. And Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, some might say, is controversial. And I think the controversy rolls into week one because he had a bit of a shocker. He only came alive in the fourth quarter. Last five to eight mm. minutes of the fourth quarter. F- 15 touches. 15 Terrible. touches all game. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, Not like him. No. So I built my team around that. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to need a really, really good running back to kind of partner Todd Gurley. But by that time, there were none left. I'd odd, I, I've got no. Amari Cooper... Uh, and I got the Bears wide receiver as well, who had a pretty decent game. So I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm going to trade. I'm going to go deep into the quarterbacks, and I'm going to hope that the quarterbacks that people have already chosen flop, and they come crawling to me for a quarterback, and hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll get, at best, a second-tier running back. I don't think anyone's going to go go big for a quarterback and, and trade me their first-tier running back. But that was my way of thinking. And if you look at the points, Simon Cross, our, our wonderful executive producer, he took Baker Mayfield. And I was there, sat opposite him. We were having, we were having pints of crisps. We were having fried chicken with onion salad. <laughs> we were having a whale of a time. We, it was really intense, the draft. And then he looked at me and he went, Oh, my God, I've just drafted Baker Mayfield. What have I done, Vern? What, have I done the right thing? What do you think? What do you think? And I'm looking at the quarterbacks that are left on the board. I'm thinking... What are you doing? I'm gonna. Brady was still there. Roethlisberger was still there. Breeze was still there. He took. He took the man who plays in shite colours and played like shite. He took Baker Mayfield. So now I'm hoping he's got Derek Henry. I don't think he's gonna go and give me Derek Henry, but he's got he's got a couple of decent second tier running backs. So I'm gonna kind of dangle the carrot uh, in about three or four weeks' time. As soon as the bye weeks start, we'll find out who wants a quarterback. That's my way of thinking. See, I I I I would like a quarterback, but you've got uh, Wilson, right, Russell Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like a quarterback, but I I can't. I I couldn't having Russell Wilson. I couldn't give you one of my skill position players for one of your quarterbacks because they're just too high. You see, no, no. That, this is where my way of thinking. And like, I think about it. At some stage, you've got to drop them. Fancy. You have to I drop have, them. I have, and we'll find out. You've on, got no choice on, because when you get to the week where Todd Gurley's on a bye, yeah, and Melvin Gordon's still holding out, you can't go into the week with no running back. No, I know. So but, you, at that stage, you've got to drop one of these guys. Yeah, but there are people that come alive. So why would I not just wait waivers? and pick him up? Like Marquise Brown is available. You know, Carlos Hyde is available, yeah, starting running back for the Houston yeah, well, Texans. Yeah, well, well, listen, pump the brakes, pump the brakes on this Marquise <laughs> Brown. He's just played against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson, they, they've said to Lamar Jackson, listen, everyone thinks you're going to run. No one He's just... thinks you're going to pass the ball. Darren, he was so precise with his passes. I, I am was... not in the, I am, I've not even put a claim in for Marquise Brown. He was Not even his, put a claim his in. His spirals were so tight. I'm like, this yeah, guy's well, come alive. I, I don't know what... Uh, the head coach at the yeah. Ravens. I don't know what Harbour's done, but they, they've had a sit-down and they've redeveloped this kid and I think he's going to be something special. I really do hope and believe because I would love the Ravens to go back to the Super Bowl. I really would. But uh, what, what does this do for your fantasy draft strategy? I was, I was just kind of explaining that you're going to have to drop a quarterback at some stage. Yeah, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to hold... You've got to. I, I think the first one I've got to get rid of is Ben Roethlisberger because I think, he, he, I think he's, they're going to struggle this season and I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to acquire me as many points as 
my third string quarterback, Drew Brees, my second string mm. quarterback, Tom Brady, or my first starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who put his body on the line last night, by the way, which I think is really dangerous because he's already, rumours are abound, that he's already got a crook back. So, so just kind of moving back to this, have you got any kind of strategy now to, to get out of the mess you're in? No. No, I haven't. Right. I genuinely honestly and have, you, have you had any offers yet? Yes, I have. I have. From uh, Ricardo, oh, from Internet Rich. He, yeah, he offered you Darius Geis. No, he offered, yeah, he did. Who scored 3.4 points. Injured. Who's now injured. Who's injured. So, therefore, he's I injured. went into waivers. I'm thinking, right, you know what? Adrian Peterson. Come on, baby. Yeah. I've got Adrian Peterson and I've got... Uh, Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. Yes. So, I've got Chris Thompson, yeah. who is predominantly a third down back... But, but so, are you going to try and get one of those or both of those? No, I've already got Chris Thompson. I've already got Chris Thompson. I've, oh, have you? Yeah. So, if I can get AB and if I can get Brown, who's the second uh, string running back at the Rams, then my running backs and my fantasy team is complete. Do you think? Yeah. But, you've got, but what I'm saying is, you've got to drop players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you must be dropping a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I've got to, I've, that's it. I am. I've, dro- I've dropped uh, All right. I've dropped Landry, Jarvis Landry, and I've dropped Roethlisberger. Yeah. And I've traded the, right. the Chargers. The Chargers have gone because they got me no points. That's what lost me uh, uh, yeah. the game on Sunday. But we'll see. And do you know what? It's so addictive, fantasy football. And I can't believe this is only my third year of playing it. I'm lo- looking at me full well, 24 well, 7 to see who's available and, and to find out. I think uh, let me, I'm getting too excited, so let me slow down. If you're new to American football, if you're one of those people who want to get into it because you know how good it is and how glamorous it is and you like the fact that the Americans put on a great show and it's a big old festival of, of sport, blah de blah blah If you want to get into the game, then play fantasy football. It doesn't matter how good you are, because what it does, it teaches you about the players and it teaches you or it tells you all the latest news around the league whilst you're act- actually playing a game. It's brilliant. It is. You, you, you find out that you know more about individual players by playing that than you do by watching it. All of a sudden, you know what a good wide receiver is or you know who the, the second string running back is of the Jacksonville Jaguars because he might well be on your team. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Third throw in three plays. It's intercepted. Pick six. All right, Darren, let's do pick six. We've done fantasy, we've done uh, AB, we've done the Patriots, we've done the Dolphins and the Browns. Let's move on to pick six. So, first question to you, Darren. Do you want to change your Super Bowl picks after week one? I would, yeah, if I could. Yeah, I would. In the NFC, I wouldn't. I'm all in on on the Philadelphia Eagles, although I was ridiculously impressed by Dallas. 
I thought the new offensive coordinator, um, Kellen Moore, who was the former backup quarterback, calling plays for the first time, was a breath of fresh air. They look brilliant on offense, um, and they've got a good defense. And the Cowboys are going to be great, but I still kind of just side with the Eagles. But I, I can't see past New England now. They've got Antonio Brown. I mean, they're supposed to struggle in September. They were ridiculous against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Tom Brady said afterwards on the field in the interview they get straight away, um, I think the offense will be fine by about November. By Thanksgiving, we'll be okay. Wow, 33 points against Pittsburgh. Um, they're fine. I, I, can't see, I, I can't see anybody beating New England. I, I genuinely can't. Yeah, and last week I said, I think this is going to be the year, but I can't. No, me, me, I, I, I stand side by side with your comments, Darren, because they just look too fresh. I mean, Brady's what, over 40 now? 42, 43, is he? Something like that. 41, I think. Uh, yeah. He just, looked, he just looked like he'd come straight out of college. He was throwing it so sweetly. He really, really was. And the one thing that did it for me was just like you say, Brady's poise. The fact that they know where the team is at already shows that they are, they're definitely locked in. They're loaded for another Super Bowl back-to-back, which would be awesome. Okay, mate, one to you. What was the thing that shocked you most in week one? It's a weird one, and it shocked me the first time I ever saw it, and he's still going with it. Derek Henry's hair. How does he get his helmet on with that massive <laughs> dreaded ponytail? That's a skill, right? Surely. His hair is insane. It's probably the best hairdo in the NFL. But it always amazes me how he gets his helmet on because he's got this massive dreadlock, just one big dreadlock down the back of his uh, back of his back, and it looks awesome. And it's the same uh, with. Uh, let me do a pick up here. What's the receiver called at Houston? DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Or Will Fuller. DeAndre Hopkins. Pick up. And it's the same with DeAndre Hopkins. He's got really long dreads as well. And, and after playing the game, I don't know how they, how they managed to keep their hair out their eyes. It's, it's, it's mad. Uh, but that's the one thing that shocks yeah, me. It always shocks me is Derek Henry's hair. It's phenomenal. No, nothing will shock me more in any sport over the next five years than OBJ wearing the watch. <laughs> wearing a that's watch. It. Wearing that's a Richard it. Mill watch. <laughs> if, if he'd have stuck a Timex Indiglo on, I'd have been all right. But not the other one. Not 350 grand worth. Have I mentioned or it? Or if he was wearing a Fitbit to get his steps in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Ooh. All right, Darren, here we go. Everyone strap yourselves in. Fumbleites, you know what's coming. Darren, give us some numbers. OK, I've got a few for you this week. So 158.3 is the perfect passer rating for a quarterback in the National Football League. And in week one, both Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott had it. It's very rare that you get two quarterbacks in the same week with a perfect passer rating. 15 is the next number. It's 15 years since the last Super Bowl repeat, which I thought was astonishing. I I didn't realise it was that long. 15 years since we've had a repeat Super Bowl winner. Uh, Le'Veon Bello had a nice opening game as a New York Jet. Is the fastest player in NFL history to 8,000 scrimmage yards. Took him 63 games. Marlon Mack had 174 yards rushing this week for the Indianapolis Colts. That's the most by a Colt for 15 years since Edger and James. And you will like this one, Vern, because you, you spoke earlier in the podcast about the preseason, and I know that you think it's an essential part of any NFL team's preparations. In the Bears-Packers game on Thursday, there were 122 offensive plays combined between the two teams. 56 of them failed to gain any yardage. 
And that has to be down to the fact that the offences were rusty. Can't be anything else. Wow. 100 which, which kind that, of backs just up under your a point. half of offensive yeah. plays didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. And, and bearing in mind, all right, I know Trubisky is, is, is had a bit of a nightmare, He'll but Aaron Rodgers is on the other side He'll of the line. Good. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> which, which, which brings me nicely, Vernon, to the next question. Uh, the Fletcher Derby, your Bears, are you worried? A little bit. A little bit, but I'm, I'm just going to put it down to what we've talked about pre-season. You know, Mitchell Trubitsky uh, getting out there, not really firing on all cylinders, was he? Let's be honest, against the Packers on Thursday night. But I think he'll come good, like he did last season. Time is of the essence now. Uh, these are actual games. They're not pre-season games. You've got to get it done. And that Bears crowd, the Chicago crowd, if you don't get it done in Chicago, it's out the door. You know, we've seen it before numerous times. And I think the pressure will be on. He'll start to feel it now, I think, Mitchell Trubitsky. It depends how he's feeling, depends whether he's feeling good or confident. And am I worried? Yes, I am. Will they still make the playoffs? Yes, they will. You know what surprised me the most, Vern, just on that? I think he had 52 pass attempts or 52 dropbacks, Trubisky. Yeah. Which is so unlike... A Bears team. It's so unlike I mean, any NFL gave, offense, that, really. Let's be honest. That is yeah, a lot. They hardly gave Montgomery, the running back, any any carries at all. And he looked he looked as though he could be a difference maker for them. But they put it all on the arm of Trubisky. And Matt Nagy, the coach, never never even changed anything. And I'll tell you what, what, what was concerning to me. We talked about the watch. He turned up dressed as George Hallis. Did you see him? The Bears coach. <laughs> I didn't see that. Did you see that? No. Dressed as George Hallis. Wow. And then he goes and puts an offensive game plan out like that. Good grief. He, he turned up dressed as George Hallis. I mean, he's crackers. You're going as Luke Skywalker. He turned up as George Hallis. That's hilarious. All right. Why, it, not, why not turn up as Matt Nagin? Just, just have a good game. Exactly. The coaches are... Oh, God. What's happening to these people? It was the Fletcher Derby. Bears versus Packers. You, <laughs> yeah. you obviously support both teams, Darren. But who did you go for on the night? <laughs> <laughs> Will you just leave me alone? No. Just leave no. me be. No. Bears. I've, I've went for the Bears. I've supported the Bears. All right, good lad. Good lad. I was, I was, I was like, I was, I was wanting them to win. Oh, God. All right, last question of yeah, the pick six, Darren. Go for it. Yeah, so if you're going to watch a game this week, which one's it going to be? Is there a must-watch game for you? Well, I think we're, we're going to be locked in on the Browns. That's a dead search. You yeah. know, we want to see what is going on there. How are they going to respond? Because they've got to pull something out of the bag. Same with Miami. How do you scrape, and that's what the head coach is going to be doing, <laughs> how do you scrape your team off the floor? quite literally off the floor after getting absolutely beasted <clears throat> by a running back who threw numerous multiple touchdowns. It's the Patriots-Dolphins. We all know what happened last time the New England Patriots visited the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. It was that touchdown with literally seconds to go that got passed around numerous times and it ended up in the end zone, allowing the Miami Dolphins to take a victory over the New England Patriots. I've moved Tom Brady, <clears throat> excuse me, over first spot quarterback position in my fantasy team over Deshaun Watson because I think it's Brady's revenge. We know the New England Patriots, they don't suffer fools gladly. It's just going to be an absolute... I, I can't swear, we've sworn too many times, but it's going to be carnage this weekend in Miami. It really, really is. It's the Patriots at Miami and Brady is going to want revenge. That is a huge, I, huge game. You know, if you look at it this week, it's great. It's, it's, you've it's, got Vikings-Packers, which, which is a Darren. tremendous game. Unbelievable. I, I know. Eagles-Falcons could be an NFC playoff game. And I tell you what, you know when you talk about rivalries in the NFL, you've got Cowboys-Redskins this weekend, yeah. which is great. Yeah. You've got Chiefs-Raiders, yeah. which is a great rivalry too. 
I think it's really difficult this week to find a bad game. Colts Titans is going to be really important to the context of of their division. You watch, Darren. Um, I'm, I'm there just going to stop you there quickly. Games. That Colts Titans game will be one of the physical, most physical games yeah. this weekend. That's going to be yeah. a proper ding dong do. And then Monday night, we get to sit down and watch the tyre fire in all its glory, the Browns against the Jets. And I've got to say, having watched the Jets' offence this weekend, minus Le'Veon Bell, I mean, they were an absolute disaster zone, the Jets. 16 nothing up, managed to lose. But the offence, I mean, Sam Darnold was running for his life. He was. It was unbelievable. I, I sat there thinking, what's going on here? So I'm looking forward to a lot of games this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Really good. All right, Darren, two-minute yeah. warning. Are you ready? I am. Okie dokie, here we go. Strap yourself in, Darren. A random question from the hollow caverns of my mind. Here's one for Oof. you. Right, we spent a lot of time in Atlanta. We mooched around. We met uh, some famous people here, there and everywhere. Is there anyone in the world of showbiz that you think could play football for an NFL team? Showbiz? Yeah. Yeah, I think Norman Wisdom could be the <laughs> quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Oh, this is great Why not? Yeah, very true. Very true. His alter ego was playing on Sunday. Yeah. God bless uh, him. Who else? Who else? You've got to call the Obviously, Rock. Obviously, The Rock used to be an Oakland Raider, didn't he? Yeah, and it, yeah, out of the uh, Miami U. Former Hurricane. Yeah, he, he, was, he was an Oakland Raider. And that's what he when always he was wanted playing to old be. Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Dwayne Johnson always wanted, never wanted to be a wrestler, always wanted to play in the NFL but was never quite good ah. enough. And that's what uh, picked him up and lifted him to wrestling. That's what got him into wrestling, because obviously he was physically big enough. And then, hence, onto yeah. the movies. But there's also... I think I'd like to see Leslie Crowther play middle linebacker for the Bears. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Behave yourself. Les Dennis. <laughs> Les Dennis. <laughs> uh, Burt Reynolds. It's a bizarre question. Burt Reynolds used to play for the Indianapolis Colts. Or the Baltimore Colts. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a football star he was a at college. I know he was a part owner of one of the USFL teams as well. Yeah, huge football fan. Massive. Yeah. There's quite a few Hollywood movie get, stars yeah. that have played football, especially like uh, Hightower from uh, uh, Police Academy. He used to play football. Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith, yeah. Bubba Smith from the Colts. Yeah. There's quite a few. Yeah, Bubba Smith from the Colts. Yeah. Uh, Jim Brown, obviously, was an actor. Wild Geese. Yeah, he was in uh, Dirty Dozen as well. He was in the Wild... Yeah, it, was it was it Wild Geese or Dirty Dozen? One of the two. I don't know. Tweet us at the Fumble on Twitter. That's where we are. That's where you can yeah, post your, your movie stars, uh, football stars turned movie stars. Is there anyone in the in the world of showbiz that you think could play football? I tell you, it is a good one. Uh, it's just been appointed to dancing strictly come dancing. Kelvin Fletcher from Emmerdale. He's absolutely really? massive <laughs> and he runs really really fast. Uh, so. So he, he, he could, he could, he could do a job. Fletcher from Emmerdale. Yeah. I've never watched Emmerdale in my life. Yeah, honestly, he's a big rugby league fan. He could do a bit of football. Mr. Wilkes still in that? I have no idea. I don't watch the soaps, Darren. Is he not? Don't watch the soaps. I don't, I don't watch it. I, I, I wouldn't know. He's obviously a really nice fella, but I wouldn't know Kelvin Fletcher if he if he moved in next door. Oh, you would. You would. He's a unit. Well, do you I know what, Darren? I don't watch Emmerdale. At least we've ended on a high note after getting deep into it early on in the fumble <laughs> this week. That was an intense Yeah, but you just get podcast. these weeks every now and again. We get them every now and again. Oh, man. I feel, don't I, we? Yeah. We get them every now and again, but we've got to deal with it. I, I don't think we'll get another serious one like this for a while, but I think we had to address the Antonio Brown. We had to address the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's all about Brown at the minute. So 
We'll see what happens this week. Yeah, we will indeed. All right, Darren, as per usual, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. You know what to do. Rate, subscribe, uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. You know where we are on our social media, at The Fumble on Twitter. We're on Instagram as well. As always, this is a Shooting Shark production. Thank you very much for tuning in. Darren, as always, thank you so much, my friend. We will speak to everybody next week. 365 day returns.